Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me, I have a very special guest, Notre Dame guard, Cormac Ryan. Welcome to the show, Cormac. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're excited. We're expanding. This is our first player outside of the Ohio region. For those of you that don't know Cormac, he is a 6'5 guard right now at Notre Dame. He's from Milton Academy in Massachusetts, but hails from New York before that. He was the number 68 overall recruit in the 2018 class per 247. In his freshman year, he was at Stanford where he started 17 games, but he eventually transferred and sat out last year due to the transfer rules. And Cormac, you're in your first year at Notre Dame, your junior year, and it's been an excited one so far. But going back to your roots, you're from New York City, and that's where you grew up and played most of your ball like in middle school and your first year of high school. And a lot of people have talked about your tenacity and grit coming from New York City, including Coach Bray. Is there one specific moment that you can like recall from your time in the city playing there that really helped you develop and embody that grit for the game? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think growing up in New York City is obviously an interesting space. It's I, I view it as a privilege. You kind of just get to interact with so many different people from so many different walks of life. And as, as far as basketball goes in the city, it's like very similar. You know, you, you get to play against a lot of different people. The competition's really good. I think if I had to point to like a specific moment, it would probably be from my younger years of just, you know, traveling around with this AAU team, which doesn't even exist anymore, but uh, it was based up in Harlem. And we kind of got out, and, and that was a, a cool experience for me to just, we played like, you know, interborough games, and there would be, we were obviously from Manhattan, so we would try and, win the Manhattan bracket and then you they'd pick one team to kind of go out of it and then you play you know we played Queens in the semis and we beat them on a buzzer beater and then we played the Bronx and we got crushed in the finals so that was like a cool thing to kind of represent a borough and do that but yeah I mean it, I, I think it's a huge privilege to just be from New York and to kind of just have that experience especially at a young age yeah, I mean, like just growing up watching like sports movies and everything, a lot of them are based in New York and you see a lot of basketball and it's just like hard hitting gritty ball. So like growing up in the middle of that must have been tough, but like a good like learning experience for you. For sure, for sure. So talking more about growing up, your dad played college basketball at Yale and so did your older brother. What impact did that have on your upbringing with sports and how did that inspire your hunger to also play college basketball? Yeah, I mean, my dad is like a huge role model for me, same as my older brother, and kind of having them ahead of me and, and teaching me and being able to watch and, you know, work out with my dad and my brother and mm-hmm. kind of have that as something, you know, part of my upbringing was definitely a huge impact. You know, to this day, I'll work out with both of them, you know, when I'm home. And so mm-hmm. that's been like a huge piece for me in terms of just like having guys to go shoot with it makes a huge difference you know having a couple guys in the gym especially people who are good and can push you so yeah I mean I've learned a lot from both of them and so I think that's been a a big piece of my development especially at a young age but even still to this day right and they're just able to push you and you have a couple younger brothers too if I'm correct so I'm sure you guys all like get on each other yeah for sure (laughs) so jumping to your freshman year at Stanford first year college ball you played through a sports hernia. Just how difficult was it playing through that, and what did you learn about yourself through that injury? 
Yeah, I mean, that was that was tough. I think, you know, playing through injuries is something that's obviously you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. It was a tough one because it kind of crept up on me. You know, it started around like midway through the season and then it got progressively worse kind of towards the end. You know, I'm, I, for, for me, I mean, I think it's, it's good to know that like, you know, you can push yourself through things and play through things. Obviously, you know, you don't want to do it, but it's good to know that you can. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one positive you could take away from it is just, you know, the toughness and, and being able to do that. But, you know, by and large, hopefully I don't have to do that again. But, you know, I think especially with something like a sports hernia, it's not like you break your ankle or something. It's kind of just like you, it's nagging you for a little bit and then right. it gets worse. So, yeah, they, it, was, it was a challenge, but we got through it. Right, and it, it just really speaks on your, like, character overall, being able to, like, play through something as tough as that. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to your Notre Dame days. You ultimately chose Notre Dame as your transfer destination when you had, like, a lot of offers what made you choose that as your final destination? And did your fandom of Notre Dame as a kid play into that decision? Yeah, so the transfer process was definitely interesting. I think Notre Dame really stuck out to me because of kind of the, the, the culture of the team, by and large, was something that I was really interested in. You know, having a, a really strong culture, starting obviously with the coaching staff, but obviously then kind of continuing through the team, meeting the guys and the coaching staff and getting a vibe for kind of campus life and, and what, what goes on here was really intriguing to me. And so it made it a pretty clear choice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, I watched a lot of Notre Dame games. You know, I'm an Irish Catholic guy from New York. There's a big draw from, from the East Coast. And Notre Dame, I, you know, I used to go watch Notre Dame play in the Big East tournament at MSG every year. Like, so I had been familiar with the school just on the from the outside. And then kind of getting to know Coach Bray and the staff as well as the guys and kind of the, the sense of team culture and family here was made it a pretty pretty easy decision. Yeah, and Coach Bray has like a good history with transfer guards too, if I'm correct. Like two of the transfers are now coaches at Notre Dame right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it was, it was definitely a good place for you to go. And you did have to sit out a year because of the transfer rules. Was there one specific part of your game that you focused on improving? And if so, how did you attack that? Yeah, I think that, I mean, the year was obviously, you know, from a competitive aspect, you want to be out there and playing. But the year was, I, I think I made the most of it. You know, I think it gave me time to work on my body, get stronger, quicker, healthier, everything like that. And then just from a basketball side, just continuing to work on, you know, my game. Defensively, I think I made a lot of improvements. I think being able to work on, obviously, you know, shooting, passing, guard skills is something that I've, you know, always work on and will continue to work on being, you know, a guard and trying to, you know, play well at this level and make it to the next level. So it definitely just gave me time to kind of focus on my game, my body, as well as kind of getting to know the system and the team here without, you know, having to worry about the games, which, again, from, like, a competitive standpoint, when it's game day, you kind of want to throw the jersey on and go out there. But I think I made the most of it, you know, not being able to, to play and, and kind of working on what I could do. Right, yeah, that, that year off can, I mean, as much as it sucks being able to not be out there with your team, like, you can really take a jump through training and just practicing with the team. Exactly. So talking about practicing with the team, this past summer you were able to train in Vegas for six weeks with some of your teammates. How do you think that helped your squad, considering a lot of other teams and kids were stuck at home, and do you think that ultimately helped the team as a whole coming into the year? Yeah, I mean, that was a blessing. 
Truly, I think, you know, I mean, we did have to do our bit of quarantine from, you know, March kind of for the first month, two months. I was in kind of same thing, lockdown, no gym access, just working out in my basement, doing what I could. And then I was able to go out to Vegas, like you said, with a couple of the guys from the team and work out at this place called Impact Basketball, which is run by Joe Bunasar, who's like a longtime NBA guy, which was super awesome. You know, that environment regularly is tremendous and especially during you know a time where the gyms are closed and no one has access to um, you know a court plus the added benefit of having other guys in vegas to work out with you know Mm -hmm. like live competition was like super awesome a bunch of the pre-draft guys were there and other college players you know different you know various pro guys were coming through so like that aspect was awesome and also just being able to get out there and, and train with some of my teammates i think was really good just for kind of getting back into it and also just building, you know, continuing to build team chemistry and stuff like that. Right. And did you guys, were you guys able to like play five on five or just play like games? Yeah. So we couldn't do any of that. I mean, the rules are still strict. Mm-hmm. And so there were still COVID protocols in place. So it was more challenging just due to the, the nature of everything. But, you know, it's, it's, it was still just the environment was like, you know, good and you, by the end of it, you know, things started to clear up a little bit. You, we kind of eased into some more live stuff. So it was still challenging with the with the COVID protocols, and we did a good job, you know, enforcing them and mm-hmm. social distancing wherever possible and mask wearing and all, the, all that stuff. So making sure we abided by the rules, but also, you know, just having that, the ability to do that was, was, was awesome. Yeah, that's got to go, like, a long way when everyone's kind of just, like, at home trying to make the best out of their situation. And talking about like quarantine, on YouTube, you've made like a couple of basketball mechanic videos for the Middlesex Magic, your AU team back home in Massachusetts. How did you get involved in making those videos? And who did you like hope to help with the knowledge of the game there? Yeah, so my, uh, the, head, the head of the program, Coach uh, Mike Karate, reached out to me. And, or I kind of, we kind of reached out to each other and, you know, we came up with the idea of making those videos mm-hmm. just as a way to, A, just, you know, give back and keep people in, involved, but also as a way to just like, you know, the, the program has a lot of younger kids in it. And so being able to kind of make a video to kind of guide and help people who might not otherwise know what to do mm-hmm. in, without a hoop or a coach or a court was something that we thought was a great idea and I was happy to do it. So the, uh, it's, it's not much, but it's something. Yeah, I mean, I, I played AAU too, and that would have been, like, nice to have someone to, like, look up to and just know that they had, like, solid info to practice off of, like, when I was little. For sure, yeah. That was the goal. Now, at Notre Dame, you are a junior team captain. Uh, how has that been, taking on that leadership role? And is there one specific area with this team that, you're, that you think you're making a big impact on with this role? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was, uh, you know, I was honored to be named one of them, you know, voted in by the teammates and, and the staff. And, you know, it's me and three other guys, Prentice, Juwan, and, and Nick. But, you know, I think, you know, being a, a captain is, is something that is, you know, it's more so about just continuing to do what you were doing. I don't think being named the captain, you know, changes anything. I think it's just kind of, you just can, you were named the captain because you were doing something well before, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think just continuing to be a, a good voice for our group, you know, leading, motivating, bringing energy, you know, especially right now, I think, you know, defensively, I think we, 
are really starting to try and find ourselves and, and we're looking to make a big jump in that area. So continue to, you know, really be aggressive and be a, be a loud voice kind of on the defensive end is, is one of our keys right now, kind of going down the home stretch. So yeah, I would say, I would say that. So just speaking more on like the future of this team this year, like what goals do you have for the rest of the season for both yourself and for the team? Yeah. I mean, we have a really talented group. We have the potential to be really good. And so our goal is to win an ACC championship, mm-hmm. you know, as it should be. And I think we're, we're capable of doing it. I think that, you know, personally continuing it to be aggressive and be a playmaker and be, you know, a, a contributor offensively. And then more importantly, just defensively being a, a stopper and a voice and kind of really doing as much as I can, rebounding the ball and defending, kind of doing the little things. And then team-wise, I think, you know, like I said, we want to win an ACC championship and we believe we're capable of doing it. You know, we have, you know, a lot of great offensive firepower. And when we when we gel, I think we're really, you know, a hard team to guard. And so continue to kind of find our rhythm and put it together and, and just continue to, to, to scrap out, be tough, and win some games. Yeah, I mean, when I watched you, I, you were definitely a great team. It was just like little things that that you guys I saw like you can improve on that would like make you a great team that could put you in contention for an ACC championship and I I watch you guys versus Ohio State and we're an Ohio State show so I wanted to ask you real quick is there anything in particular that made them like tricky as an opponent for you guys yeah I mean the Ohio State game you know is definitely a game that we are gonna walk back you know it came down obviously to the final couple minutes uh, Ohio State's a good team I think, you know, they, they, I mean, they played really aggressively on the boards, definitely down the stretch. And I think offensive rebounding was kind of the key to their success down the stretch. And so that's something, you know, we've addressed and we worked on. And so just continuing to battle out and like those like 50-50 balls and, you know, getting the, you know, the first defensive rebound is important. And so that's a, a learning point. We took it and we're kind of moving forward from that. Yeah, you know, I think, like you said, it's a lot of the little things that can turn a team from, you know, being good to great, and so that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, I mean, that game honestly could have gone either way. Like, you guys were trading off threes at the beginning of the game, like, they're nothing, too, so it was a really good matchup. You want to move on to, like, the quick questions right now? Yeah, I'm cool with whatever. Awesome. Who is your favorite NBA team growing up? So my favorite NBA team, I grew up a Knicks fan. It was pretty hard to watch the Knicks, still mm-hmm. is a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan. I liked watching the Spurs a lot. I, I just like the way they moved the ball and kind of watching their big three down there was, was exciting. I watched a lot of the Suns back when Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire were kind of doing their thing. So I would probably say, yeah, those, those three, you know, I'm a Knicks fan, but I like watching the Spurs and the Suns when I was growing up. Did you, you grew up in the middle of Linsanity, if I'm correct. I did, yeah. Linsanity was like right in the middle of like middle school, I think. So that was crazy. That was that was an exciting week. And didn't your high school coach coach uh, Jeremy at Harvard too? He did, yeah, he did. He, he was he was an assistant coach with Jeremy Lin back in the day. That, that's so. crazy how it all works out like that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about NBA players, who was your favorite growing up? Growing up, I loved Steve Nash. I just thought his, you know, ability to pass the ball was tremendous. And so I, I used to idolize him as a kid. Nowadays, I watch a lot of, you know, Devin Booker. I think his, his offensive game is, is really clean. CJ McCollum, I watch a lot of. JJ Redick. Guys like that, you know, I, I, I just, I like, 
you know, studying them mostly and watching film and kind of things they do well. Obviously, like guys like Steph Curry are super fun to watch. But yeah, I mean, I, I think growing up just as a fan, I liked stuff Steve Nash, but nowadays, you know, I, I watch a different uh, kind of a, a larger variety just to kind of study and learn some stuff. Yeah, Booker has like a really polished game for a shooting guard. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about just playing in general, who's been the hardest person that you've had to guard in your college career? The hardest person I've had to guard? That's a good question. I think, I don't know. If, I don't know if one sticks out right away. I'm trying to think in college. How about high school? Uh, Does someone stick out to you? In high school, we played against, like in the AAU circuit my last year, we played against Bull Bull. And that was just a, that was a, a different challenge. He's uh-huh. just you know kind of a unique player, <laughs> just with his size and and his skill. So that was that was definitely a you know getting switched onto him or whatever in a ball game was pretty <laughs> difficult. Because um, so he can shoot I'm, too. Yeah, and so I'd probably say say him. You know, we I played. I've been lucky enough to play against a lot of good players, and so I, I don't know if one is is sticking out aside from from him. I just remember him being kind of really unique with his game mm-hmm. and you you probably got to play kevin porter jr when you're at stanford too he's on the Cavs now yeah mm-hmm. yeah we did we played him he was at uh usc usc yeah mm-hmm. that's right yeah we so we played him and yeah so i mean there's there's been a, a lot I, of I talent like, i like playing against good guys i think you know I, I like the challenge of of doing it and so that's something that you know i think is uh it kind of gets me going to kind of play against the better the, the better the the better the competition you know i think bring them on yeah i've read that a lot of your coaches have said like you're at your best when the talent is at its highest so that's a good thing yeah. what does your pregame routine look like pregame routine you know we have some team stuff that we'll do together and so we will have a pregame shoot around where we'll do like some walkthrough stuff get some shots up go through some sets go through some scout and then we'll do a team meal, like a pregame meal, which is provided kind of by our nutrition staff. Then everyone's kind of on their own time. So mm-hmm. depending on the time of the game, I'll usually, you know, take, you know, a nap or kind of just relax for, you know, 30 to 40 minutes after the pregame meal and then get dressed, you know, start stretching out, get my shoes on, everything ready to go. And then just get on the court and start warming up. We'll do... I'll probably do like 20 minutes of my own stuff and then we'll have, you know, an hour before the game, we'll have a, like a team stretch team kind of warm up with different shooting drills and layup lines, kind of the usual stuff. And then, yeah, from there, it's kind of all team stuff. And then we're kind of run right into game time. There you go. That's, it sounds like a sound routine. It's got to be difficult balancing that with your schoolwork too. Yeah. Like game days are definitely not a, not a day where you get a lot done, especially like, <laughs> You have like an 8.39 p.m. game, you're out of the arena at like midnight, so. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine that, man. So when you're playing, do you have a go-to move? I don't know if I have a go-to move. I wouldn't say I've got like a, a patented, you know, AI crossover or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I just try and, you know, pick my spots and, you know, kind of take what the defense gives you. A lot of people have like a spot on the floor where they're really good at shooting at. Do you have one of those? I don't know if one sticks out. I mean, you know, I think the uh, kind of the top and wings are usually good places to catch and shoot mm-hmm. just because the, uh, the angle of the basket is nice. Kind of just, op- yeah, operating in the middle of the floor, you know, sometimes the wings are kind of where I like to get it. Yeah, I would say, I would say that. 
Alright, with this next one, I don't want to throw you under the bus because Alabama is a really good team. But what's your score prediction for the upcoming game on New Year's? Upcoming game, yeah. I mean, so I got to roll with, roll with my Irish, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely, the, they're, I, you know, they're obviously the underdog. Alabama's a good team. I'd probably say, uh, I'd probably, I mean, I'd probably say like 30 to 27. All right. Something like tight game, you know, maybe maybe kick a field goal to win it. You know, obviously they've got a good squad. I think our squad's really good, and I think we'll be fired up to, to play them. So, got to go out guns blaze and hopefully get a win. There you go. That You got to hope because Alabama's a good team, but Notre Dame's also got a great line and great running game too, so maybe they can get exactly. it done. So, last quick question. Who's your favorite artist, and what's on your pregame warm-up playlist? My favorite artist, hands down, is Drake. That's my guy. I like all his his stuff. So kind of anything, anything Drake related is is what I'm about. I've been like kind of a super fan for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually listen to some of that. You know, Future. I like a Boogie, Tory Lanes, Travis Scott. Different, different. I, I don't know if I have a pregame playlist. It's kind of just whatever mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. But kind of a, a rotation of those guys. Certified uh, Lover Boy comes out in January, right? I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know when in January. I'm hoping it's soon. But uh, yeah, it's coming up, so I'm I'm pumped. Because he hasn't released an al- like an album since 2018, so it's yeah. gonna be big. Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. I've already got my my CLB hoodie. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> there you go, and that's a good place to end it. I don't have anything else for you, but it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Cormac. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, and good luck with the rest of the year and just hoping for your health and everything. Perfect. Thank you. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lines Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you all go give Cormac a follow on Instagram at Cormac underscore Ryan 5. Huge thanks again to Cormac for taking his time to come on the show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the hottest underscore take pod. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.